You're listening to the Run For Your Lives podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Daphne. And I'm Bake. And this is the Run for Your Lives podcast. This episode, we're talking about the supernatural horror film, It Follows, written and directed by David Robert Mitchell, released March 27th, 2014. Man, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah, I remember the buzz on this movie when it first came out, and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. No, I feel like it came out maybe three or four years ago, not Mm -hmm. like eight years ago. Is it eight? No, six. No, eight. It's eight years. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Man, it's been a long time. Yeah. I remember it came out when there were a bunch of other movies They were like a lot of remakes, so it kind of stood out on its own because it was different from what was in the theater at the time. And I remember liking it so much when I saw it the first time. Music in particular was just, it, it was hard to tell what time frame the movie was taking place in. Yeah. And the music didn't help because it gave it that vibe of like, 1990. Which, I guess, you know, I don't know what's in your behind the scenes, or not behind the scenes, but your, like, trivia and your tidbits and stuff, but that is something I did kind of look into while while prepping for this movie, is because I had that same thought. I was like, when the hell is this supposed to be? Because I was like, they're at a movie theater with, like, a live organ player, and it's showing, you know, a... (laughs) Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn movie, and... Yeah. I was like, and there's like these like vintage cars, but there's also modern cars. And Annie at the beginning had a cell phone and Yara has this weird clamshell e-reader thing. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, what is the time period supposed to be? So I did a little digging on that and it was done on purpose. The way that the shining has, you know, windows and offices that aren't supposed to be, you know, like they purposely doesn't make sense. Some yeah. of the like visuals that they do because it's meant to, keep you off balance and questioning things and unsettled about what you're visually seeing. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mitchell wanted to do the same thing with this movie. Uh, So the time period is a mishmash because some of the clothing and the music and things are fifties, but then and like the TV, they're all watching like black and white and like vintage cartoons, but then also a lot of the style and houses designs and cars and stuff are all like 70s and 80s. But then like a lot of the technology people are using are like 80s and 90s. And then there's a couple of modern things thrown in. So it's it's purposely done that way to just keep you on guard of not knowing what is going on and where you're at. Yeah. I The first time I watched this, I was super confused. The second time I watched this, which wasn't that long after... I wasn't confused because I didn't care. It's mm-hmm. like I let go of it and just said, I don't know what time it is. Doesn't matter to me. I yeah. like the movie and the vibe because the music, which I do have some notes on, <laughs> is super cool. And it's just got, it just makes me think 80s, kind of 80s vibe. 
And I like that. So I was totally yeah. down with the whole ambiance for the movie. I thought it was great. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess before we get into our typical character breakdowns and really like kind of talking through the story and and really exploring this movie, uh, you do have those behind the scenes little uh production kind of stuff i, I still do. feel which you could take i feel like it's kind of swapped because the behind the scenes are more production stuff while the production <laughs> notes are actually more behind the scenes like trivia Pick, are you saying i should switch switch it up I, like maybe man, i should like it's taking me a lot but i'm really like like the titles of these two things are kind of switched on what they are it's true <laughs> it is true it's true I guess, you know what, listeners, you'll have to tune in next week to find out if I took <laughs> Pake's thoughts to heart and right. switched it around. Because as I'm like explaining what this section is, I was like, we were going to talk about behind the scenes, which is a bunch of production stuff. And then when we get to production notes at the end, it's a bunch of behind the scenes information. <laughs> so. It is true. It is true. All right. I'll have, to, I'll have a good think on it and see what I want to do with it. In fact, it's taken week. this many episodes and this long for that to really click oh in my, my head. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. We're into the, I mean, we're well into that 80s yeah. episodes, like number 80s mm. episodes. Before you know it, we're going to be at episode 100. Have no idea what we're going to do for that. We'll figure something out. We'll do something yeah. really cool. Yeah. I'm just not sure what it's going to be. I don't know. Got a little time to figure it out, though. So. We do. We yeah. do. But things seem to go fast in the podcast universe, so right. better start thinking about it soon. But for <laughs> now, yes, I'm going to dig into what's currently called Behind the Scenes and yes. talk about this movie just a little bit. It was filmed in Detroit, pretty much exclusively. Mitchell based the film on recurring dreams he had as a youth about being followed. I can't imagine... It's more of nightmares. Can you imagine yeah. having dreams like that? No. There are no opening credits, and the film's title doesn't appear until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Budget was $1.3 million. It grossed $23.3 million. It's 100 minutes long. Pake, I do think that what you're going to... Read to us in a moment is actually a synopsis. So mm-hmm. we can, you know. We can keep that title. I think. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you bring it on? <laughs> All right. A young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. Yeah, I'd say that. Kind of breaks it down. Uh- <laughs> it really does. I like the ones that are very vague and short and don't give a whole lot away, even though when you're listening to this, you've seen it, but still, it's fine. Yeah. It makes me think of something the director said about talking about his... He didn't like to talk about the film that much, because saying the topic out loud just seemed a little... It made it seem a little bit strange. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's a little bit strange that you would have... Some sort of an entity after you, after you have sexually transmitted monster. Yes. Um, (laughs) STM. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's Uh good. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I, you know what? We should have conferred before this because I would have put STM 
in all of my notes instead of the entity. Uh, and that the entity is better. better. All of mine are just literally it or it, the thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Not to be confused with Pennywise. Yes. Who's it in another world? <laughs> yeah. So I think we can actually start doing our breakdown, discussing right. the characters like we like to. All right. Well, I feel like obviously the first place to start is where that synopsis said a young woman. Let's start with a young woman. All Jay right. or Jamie uh Height? Yes. <laughs> Poor Jay. Poor Jay. Yeah. yeah. Um see well, I was seeing her at the beginning, but the very beginning of the movie was uh, a different girl, Annie, which you know, she's she's running around and her neighbors and her dad are all, Annie, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh my are you okay, God. Annie? Um, and no, oh, Annie man. did not seem to be very okay. She said she was okay, but okay, she was not. Also alive, she was not after a while. So uh, <laughs> Again, though, I have to say, why on earth was she running around in high-heeled shoes? Mm-hmm. What is it about high-heeled shoes? I know they look good. But my goodness, you can't really tread very far in them. Yeah. Which, again, this kind of goes to a uh, digging, you know, in an article and stuff that I I was looking at. Um, What this movie is about, other than the base level of, you know, it's an entity that follows you around after sex and you're targeted. Yeah. But, like, the underlying themes, which there's a few of them. I mean, there's definitely, like abuse or Mm -hmm. uh you know trauma and things like that that are that are there but a big thing which is you know i'm jump right to the end when yara is laying in the hospital bed and she's reading out of her clamshell thing which i was like wow yara thanks for bringing the room up with your super positive and extremely helpful bleak poetry about death yeah the best at reading the room and knowing exactly what people need to hear at any given moment oh thoughtful of you after everything that happened, I just don't think yeah. it was the time either. I mean, yeah. it didn't make sense to me. But but that is kind of the whole thing is the inevitability. I said that weird because I was stumbled in the middle of it because I was no, like, am I saying it right? No, I was. you were. But yeah, you, the you inevitability were. of death is a big theme of this movie. It's mm-hmm. like it follows you everywhere you go. And it's like you can't run away from it. You can't get away from it. You may... You know, live a healthier life, or you might make these certain choices, or you might do things that keep you living longer. Mm-hmm. But it follows; it comes for everybody at the end of their lives. I mean, it's inevitable, and so that's kind of one of the other little themes about this movie is just, and it, you know, it's it's a little heightened and more extreme, but it definitely is. You know, the end is coming at some point. So, what do you do to make every moment in between worth it? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those themes. Uh, <laughs> which what was it? Oh yeah. So where where I was getting at with that because you mentioned the high heels because that's what he was saying is to show that theme is it in the case of this Annie character she was all dressed up ready to go out for a night on the town meeting up with somebody going to a party whatever it was and then she's just caught by she saw the the entity she saw the thing and now she's having to run when she wasn't prepared for it because that's the thing is sometimes it's just there when you aren't ready for it yeah 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't take your preparedness into consideration when it decides right. to pop in. For sure. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me think of that. Because <laughs> I was like, where did I get on that tangent of like the theme of death of this movie? And I was like, oh yeah, the high heels. Because yeah. um, <laughs> that was something I read on that in that thing. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to Jay, yeah, where we're really following her, uh, which it, it took me a little bit because I tried. I kind of roughly knew what was going on with this movie. This is the first time I've seen it, by the way. I think you knew that. Yes. Uh, but for those who are listening, again, like I remember all the buzz when it came out. It's just one of those that was like, that sounds interesting. Put it on my list. And then because I have so many TV shows and movies and things that I am constantly trying to keep up with, it's one of those that just never has <laughs> stayed on that list and on that back burner forever. So this podcast is good about making me watch movies that have been is. on my list for years. It Finally. <laughs> yes, that's on me. And yeah. <laughs> I like it because I like exposing you to movies that you should, probably should have watched in the first place. Yeah. But you didn't have time. Cause, and I get it because there are movies that I would love to have watched and just never have had time because, again... I get sucked into TV so easily and I'll just binge oh, something yeah. and then move on to the next thing to binge. And I just don't, there's just not, not enough time to do everything. I know. It's weird how that works in your brain. We're like, I could watch a two hour movie, but no, I don't have time for that. So let me binge eight hours of a TV series instead yes. because that makes sense. But that's it kind of how it doesn't make works. any um, sense, <laughs> but it's Okay. We uh, understand it, and I think some of our friends do as well, because yeah. they're very similar when it comes to binging things that are available. And there's mm -hmm. just so much, especially right now, even. Oh, my gosh. I'm still behind on one show that I can't wait to get caught up on. So I'm hoping tomorrow to get caught up on it, because mm -hmm. I'm two episodes behind, and it's one that we watched when we were in Vegas. Oh, nice. So I have to get caught up because <laughs> I loved it. It was so good. So. so. Right. But yeah, as I was saying, so going into this movie blind for the most part, I mean, kind of having an idea, but not knowing the characters, not knowing kind of the backdrop. It took me, maybe it was kind of, there's a few little negatives I have on the movie is just kind of some choices, but I think those things and that article I read again, bring it up. Uh, I wish I could remember what it was from. You know what? I'm going to go to my Google, my Google, um, my Google. It's not yours. It's mine. Um, Peg's Google. It's been renamed. I own it now. Um, <laughs> cause I want to try to find what the, uh, article was itself. It was a, uh, creepycatalog.com. I want to give them creepycatalog.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to give them some credit since I've been mentioning it, you know, referencing it a bunch. So, okay. <laughs> there's that credit. Um, but yeah, they're saying, you know, there's a lot of these things don't make sense. Like, it's like, if you want to poke mm -hmm. holes in them, then you will easily poke holes in it. Like, okay, get on a plane and go to France because apparently it only walks. So go somewhere it can't walk to, you know, like there's mm -hmm. a lot of these It's like, if you want to poke holes, you're going to poke lots of holes and you're going to break the, the logic down. But again, it, that was the point of the movie was not that it's for you to just not know a lot of things and a lot of things to not be answered. So with that, maybe it's not that bad, but you know, I was trying to wonder, I was like, even when we have the whole like group of people together in the living room, when we meet all the characters kind of together, I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are or who they're supposed to be or what their relationships are. Like it took me a little bit for that to finally get spelled out. And I was like, 
it's a little frustrating, but but it worked. Eventually, I was like, okay, now we get it. It's you know, instead of introducing us to the characters and then starting the story, it was more like you're in the middle of the story and you're just going to have to figure out who everybody is and how they know each other. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get that. But yeah, it starts pretty normal enough. Like I was like, oh, it starts like my childhood um, in a like semi in ground pool full of leaves and bugs. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yep, I know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she was trying to get some of it out, but then there was so much I could see on the bottom of it. Yeah. I'm like, she must have just given up at some point. Yeah, even before they showed the bottom of the pool, I just looked at the location of the pool, and I was like, there are so many trees all around that thing. It is full of dirt. Oh, and my then gosh. when they showed from above, I was like, yep, I know, because that's my backyard growing up. Like, oh, that's, I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, in Texas, you had to have a pool, right? How would you survive without, like, right. a way to cool <laughs> off? Come on. Mm-hmm. You gotta have that. Now, the thing I didn't have... I really deal with was two neighbor boys watching me from the fence next door. Uh, at least not that I know of. Um, oh my <laughs> yeah, no, no, probably. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, classic moment of the two little kids staring at the teenage girl in her swimsuit and just ogling. And I think it's funny though. She was like, I see you, but like, she's really not that bothered. She's right. like, whatever. whatever. Take it in. <laughs> Which we see one of those kids again later, I think. Yes. Which was oh my God. awesome, but I will, we'll talk about that later. Oh uh, my gosh, I wrote all <laughs> of that down, like all of the, yeah. Yeah, but we are introduced to Hugh, um, as we know him at the time, where Jay has been dating this guy, and they're going out to this uh, movie theater, which again, I was like, there's a live organist, and it's like a stage set up with the theater, and they're playing charade. Like, I was like, um, what, when is this? But, Again, uh, <laughs> it, like you said, it's just meant to keep you guessing the entire time. Yeah. Uh, but she introduces him to, while they're in line to buy their tickets, this trade game, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't know. It feels kind of depressing also. Like, <laughs> what life do you think is better than the one you're living right yeah. now? It's like, that's maybe not the greatest, uh, you know, thought <laughs> game, but yeah. you know, passes the time, which I kind of liked his answer of the little kid, which knowing the predicament he's in makes perfect makes it a sense. little bit more, more powerful when he says, you know, cause he's got his whole life ahead of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the cool thing about that theater it was where the original Evil Dead premiered. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, then we get introduced to sort of the idea of what's going on when that game takes a turn where he starts guessing a girl that is not actually there. I mean, she is, but Jay can't see her. Right. Nobody else can see her. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, too, before they went out, Jay's talking to her sister, Kelly, about him. And she, I didn't realize in this rewatch, uh, it clued me into the fact that this wasn't her first date with him. This mm-hmm. has been going on for a little while. Like, it's, yeah. there's at least been a couple dates there. And mm-hmm. he's met her sister because she liked him. She thought he was cool. Yeah. Not sure how cool she thinks he is when he's dropping her off in the middle of the road. Yeah. 
<sighs> that was rough. Sedate after being drugged and in, in her underwear. Yeah, does not the best look uh, at all. No, not at all. Um, but we skipped over an important part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The big again on first watch for me. The big WTF moment where not knowing kind of the rules of what was going on in the story was yeah. I mean, you could tell. I was like, okay, so whatever is following him. I get that off of the title of the movie and yeah, you know, but she can't see it, but there's something going on, but I don't, I didn't expect him to have kind of this villainous out turn, which I mean, in the grand scheme of everything, maybe he's, he's also just a victim, but, Mm -hmm. but in that moment, I mean, it was a big WTF moment of me being like, Oh, so they hook up in the back seat, have this kind of tender love and care moment. And then he just calmly goes to the trunk gets a chloroform rag and incapacitates her and knocks her out and then wakes her up later. But he was so prepared for all that that the more you think about it, it's like, yeah, no, this isn't the first time he's done this. No. Um, Cause he seemed kind of shocked that it followed <laughs> him again, which I assume Annie, it was probably the last girl he hooked up with. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if Annie might appear in something a little bit later. In this episode, like a photograph, if that mm. was the same girl, <laughs> there's no confirmation because I looked for yeah. it. Some, some sites or some people seem to think Annie is his girlfriend from high school. Uh-huh. Other people don't mention it at all. So I'm not sure where I stand on it, but it would make sense, you know, but he went out. And had sex. We'll talk about that later. Let's yeah. just keep talking about where we are now. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. We like to jump around. We do it a lot. We do. Uh, yeah, because it was like a one night stand with some random girl at a bar that he didn't even know her name is what he assumes is what passed it along to him. So if he had been with Annie for a long period of time, he was cheating on her with some random girl at a bar yeah. while he was drunk anyway. But Annie also could have been just like what he did with Jay, which kind of goes what you're saying is, this is not their first date. Like he's almost been grooming her to realize she's the best person for him to pass it along. Yeah, And he seems so nice to her. Like he's so like nice to her. Mm -hmm. And you get this impression that he might genuinely care for her. That's all out the window when the chloroform comes out because he crawls back into the car and it seems like he's just going to cuddle with her. And then it's like, there it is. Yeah. She wakes up tied to a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So she, Which he, he must have had ready also. Yeah. So <laughs> he can show her what her new life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. A lot of naked or half naked people walking slowly at you. Yes. <laughs> yes. They had to actually reshoot some of the scenes for the trailer because they couldn't, of course, have the nudity in it. And because they chose to have so many half-naked people, (laughs) they had to do some reshoots to use in the trailer. Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to show any of these ghosts or whatever they were, (laughs) the entity... Because nudity is not allowed in trailers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, 
yeah, what a uh, experience for her to deal with. Uh, but he does, I mean, he times it out to where she sees the thing coming at them. But, you know, as he says, as he's wheeling her out, this like big kind of hint or tip that he gives her, never go anywhere that has only one exit. It's slow, but it's not dumb. Uh, and don't let it touch you. Because as soon as Which it, it, it touched her plenty and she's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> you could see, I mean, the touch does like have like a like acid burning kind of sensation like to it. So yeah, if it's got a hold of you long enough. It's a, definitely not a good thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But again, we talked about dropping her off at the house and again, just taking off. And then she's taken to the hospital because of just the trauma and being drugged and all that. And they need to check her out. Which I was like, that is not the best spot to be, is, you know, hooked up into a hospital no. bed when there's some murderous being slowly walking towards you. Um, yeah. And then I was like, is it always walking? And that's when I started questioning. I was like, you know, maybe just book a plane to another country over an ocean. Yeah. That might work. Like, or does it just appear in another place if it needs to? What are the rules? Because then if it can like teleport, then... Just teleport where you need to go and don't walk all the time unless it enjoys the hunt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. But it did come up in an article. Um, someone asked the question about condoms and same-sex like intimacy. And the director mm-hmm. basically said, condoms are not going to keep that thing away from you. And it will pass from person to person. It doesn't matter what sex you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is then like the weird that I'm having like these like weird thoughts of like, okay, what what are the rules? Because what are the specifications of this thing? So I'm like, all right, uh, without getting too graphic of what constitutes sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> without getting too graphic, but no, but I was like, okay, so maybe your plan is, is you go join a real nice big orgy and then just let it. The, it's laundry list of targets just stack up way far between you and where like, and then leave a note when you leave the party, like, good luck, everyone. Um, this is what you signed up for or didn't sign up for, but now are a part of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to go through everyone in that orgy before it gets back to me. It's yeah. Just, I got some time maybe. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think Hugh was a bit surprised that it was coming after him again. So I don't know. Maybe he might not have done it to her had it not seemed so urgent. But he was definitely out just for himself. Oh, so yeah. he's a jerk. Such a jerk. And I like that actor, too. Like, he's a really great actor. Jake Weary. He's actually the son of a pretty big soap opera star. The soap isn't on anymore, but it was Guiding Light, and his mom is Kim Zimmer. And Interesting. Yeah. Everyone who may have watched soap operas at some time ever checked it out. She played Reva Shane and she was quite, quite a character. But I don't like what he did to Jay. (laughs) It was not fun. And they did call the cops. And the cops went back to the location. They knew she was telling the truth because her purse was there, as was the wheelchair. So I don't know if it's that he is always prepared or if he just keeps taking people back to the same spot. Like it might be this. It's a secluded spot. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know why the I know why the police couldn't find him is like, you know, because you overhear, I guess, 
her mom, Jay and Kelly's mom, and like a neighbor lady talking. Greg's mom. Yeah. Or oh, it was Greg's mom. Yeah. And and like about this Hugh guy, I was like, he had rented that dilapidated house under a fake name. And so this was like something that he had come from another place and had prepared mm-hmm. this, which strangely enough, this is one of the little things I was like, really? Uh, it was like, he didn't come from that far away. He didn't no. venture away too far because they recognized the, the high school from the Letterman jacket. So yes. obviously it wasn't that far away that he traveled for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Poor Jay though. I mean, she goes to school the next day, which I was trying to figure out, is that high school or college? I'm not really sure. And she starts seeing the people, an old mm-hmm. woman in a nightgown, which I noticed was a trend throughout all of the different people or all of the different entities that versions of, of the entity mm-hmm. is that they always wore all white. Uh huh. I think the only time. Except for maybe. When she, Greg's mom. Yeah, well, that or the when she uh, is first attacked or whatever, followed in her house when Paul is staying up with her on the couch with the windows broken, and then when Paul goes upstairs, it was kind of this disheveled... Oh, the topless peeing woman? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I named her. Haggard, haggard woman with one boob out and one sock gone. And then I can't ever say this without sounding like Captain Sean Dean, just pissing down her leg. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes some interesting forms, doesn't it? It does. Uh, that one wasn't like all white, but most, most of them, of them were, were uh, wearing white. I really liked the tall, super tall. Oh my god, that version. part scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Every time he showed up, it scared me. Like when they open the door and he just walks it. Oh my gosh. Right. I wish I knew that was coming. Like I was like, yeah, she's going to open the door and her friends are going to be there, but something else is going to come in. Yeah. Uh, I was ready for it. She was ready really too. Cause she went right yeah. out the door. Yeah. Cause we see the tall guy version again at the, uh, I called it the beachfront murder basement. Oh um, my goodness. Cause whenever he like kicks, you know, we see him through the window come down and he kicks the hole in the door Mm -hmm. and then takes the form of the younger neighbor boy to crawl through that hole, which was so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as Hugh said, it takes the form of whatever it thinks it needs to, in order to get to you. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. But I did mention, it's kind of a tangent again, go back to the article, uh, because I talked about Jane Kelly's mom, which we don't see, her face at all. At all. We don't see her at all up until like kind of at the very end when she's like rubbing Jay's back and is finally being attentive. But most of the time she's either just not there or she's asleep or she's like in like a passed out drunk state. Like she's an alcoholic and she's got this trauma. And that's one of those like kind of unspoken things is because we see the pictures of them with their dad when the girls were a lot younger. Yeah. And it's the same age and same version of that form of their dad as that's who the entity is taking the form of at the pool. At the end. At the end. Yeah. And so the kind of running theory on that, which, you know, um, content warning for people. It's a little, you know, uh, but but kind of the running theory is that when they were young. He killed himself. That their father probably did kill himself. Yeah. And 
they've been able to kind of cope and adapt and grow up, but their mom is still kind of in this depressed yeah. trauma state where she's just day drinking and kind of not present. Yeah. I get the feeling they have each other. Like, they're very close. Jay and Kelly are really close. But I think it's probably because they've had to, like, lean on each other, mostly. Yeah. Because the mom has just not been present, like you said. Yeah. Because when she sees the the version of, like, the form of their dad at the pool, when Kelly asks, what does it look like? And she says, you don't want to know. Oh, I don't. So, obviously, there's something bad there. She said, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to do some research because that's something else I didn't pick up on the first watch through. So it was like, oh, my gosh, that makes Mm -hmm. it even more sad that that was the situation that she was in. And all through this, no one can see it. Like, up until a point, no one can see anything. They keep telling her, you know, it's not, there's nothing there. We want to help you, but, you know, they can't see anything until Greg takes them to the beach house. And Greg is just this neighbor guy that Mm -hmm. kind of watches things happen. And at one point when she, when Jay is running out of the house because the really tall man has come in to get her, he actually comes after the rest of the group catches up with her. And goes and gets his car and figures we need to track down. They needed to track down Hugh. They mm. re- they needed to know what the heck was going on. And that's when they right. go to visit. The <laughs> what did you call it? Uh, the because there's there's like the kind of private residence that they have, and then there's like that like shack on the beach that was behind it that it was the beachfront murder yes. basement. Um, well, before that, which luckily had a sliding door in it, so they get away from the situation when it when it came through the door. Uh, what did you call Hugh's little uh, dilapidated house that he rented? A dilapidated okay. house. <laughs> I didn't have anything clever. All for right. it. Um, <laughs> well, they go to the dilapidated house, and as we've said, it's trashed. He's got newspapers stuck to the window, so you can't see out. But they're able to go through and they find the picture of him with his girlfriend. Mm. And rec- like you said, recognize the jacket. So they go to the school to track him down. They find out his name is really Jeff. Yeah, because this lady at the school is just super more more than happy to share personal information about uh, past students. That does like, not happen. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> How convenient, right? Maybe back then, because we're pretty sure uh, it was, you know, took place late 80s, maybe, early 90s. Um, You know what? I don't know why she was so friendly and helpful. <laughs> but uh, she was. And so they go and track him down. Mm-hmm. He's not happy to see her. Not at all. And her friends are not happy with him. So it's, they get into this little circle and he starts to talk about how he got the infection of Mm -hmm. the supernatural being chasing him. 
And that's when you figure out where he really doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself. He's like, if if it gets you, it's coming after me. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, you're spreading it around. It's kind of like the ring with the tape. Uh It reminds me of that. Too many things lately have been reminding me of the ring. So I need to (laughs) switch that up. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, the idea yeah after talking to him like you said they head out to this remote location that greg has i guess it's like a his dad's kind of like a vacation home out on the beach uh yeah it looks tranquil and happy (laughs) yeah uh they're hanging out on the beach yours just swimming alone hanging out in the water and yep they get this uh encounter which uh, really shows that there's definitely stuff going on to most everybody in the group. Cause I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that Jay is just making this stuff up when, you know, her hair is kind of floating up and then she's being pulled by her hair by nothing. And Paul's swinging this chair in the direction it connects with something. And then he gets like burned and pushed back. And yeah. So it's like, okay, <laughs> something's definitely happening. It happened. He's like, and, you know, the door didn't make a hole in itself. No, uh, <laughs> did not. And that's the time the entity took, basically took the form of Yara, but not wearing the clothes mm-hmm. Yara was wearing. And Yara is right, right there in the water. Mm-hmm. So Jay is going to know right away. But Greg, of course, is off. What was he doing? Peeing. Peeing? <laughs> okay. So he decides it's a great time to take a bathroom break. And yeah. they're all just like realizing okay something is there so they run to the it looked like a garage type mm-hmm. shack thing so because we have greg teaching jay how to shoot a gun which i was like yeah i don't know how uh helpful that's actually gonna be and then we find out pretty soon how helpful that will yeah. be not, not. <laughs> it it dis, it, it, disabled, it stuns yeah. it for like a, a like a few seconds yeah. and that's about all you get and it gets right back up and keeps going <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like the Terminator. Yeah, so really think only thing Jay can do is say, peace out, bitches, I'm gone. And take Greg's car and she G's TFO. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe she'll come back for him, but not while that thing's nope. on the property. You know, or she'll just, you know, crash through a mailbox and into a cornfield. That's also an option. Uh, In that, that time i think the entity when it was coming after her when she was going to the car looked like it was annie to me wearing the white dress and then she takes off it was either that or either that or her sister kelly i wasn't yeah i'm not sure but then she goes and like you said she crashes ends up breaking her arm and is in the hospital Mm -hmm. so you know what do you do when you're in the hospital Clearly, you bang your neighbor, Greg. That's I that mean, was, that's usually one of the first things on my okay. list to do when I'm in the hospital, uh-huh. right? Uh, <laughs> um, that might get the heart rate monitor beeping a little bit and send a nurse flying into the room for an awkward interaction. I don't well, know. Well, it couldn't uh, be any more awkward <laughs> than the sex scene because she was not connected to that at all. Uh-huh. I get the impression he just he didn't believe what she was saying. Yeah. And she was happy to be rid of the target on yeah. her for a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately for Greg, 
he learns she was telling the truth. Yeah, I was, I was, because at first, whenever, like, they, they first have sex in the hospital bed, and then I was like, well, now that she's passed it on to Greg, I was like, I don't give him very long to live at all, no. honestly. It's like a temporary solution. Uh, let's be real. But then it shows him, like, hanging out with these other girls, and it's so, like, even before he went to the park and met up with them, and they got in his car and drove to this place, uh, I had already seen him with, like, three different yeah. girls in the, like, first part of this movie, so I was like... I mean, he's quite the player. He he's is, just jumping around. Yeah. So I was like, honestly, though, maybe uh, the way that he is, <laughs> maybe he's already passing it on to other places. He could have. but Which maybe that explains why he said, I haven't seen it in like three days. Maybe he did pass it on to one other girl. And then once she was out of the picture, it came back to him. I don't think that him and Jay were going to be an item. I just got the impression mm-hmm. that he was trying to help her. I don't think that they were going to be together. She was so not into what was happening to her at that time when they were having sex on the bed. She's just looking away and there's no other intimacy at all. Yeah. So, but he, yeah, he has lots of girls. Mm-hmm. So that might explain why. He didn't see anything coming for him for a few yeah. days. Uh, <laughs> but she saw something coming for him and tries to get to yeah. save him. Which I was like, really? I was like, that's not a smart idea. Because what Jeff, now we can call him instead of you, uh, was stating, um, you know, well, if it kills Greg, then Jay is immediately target again. And if they're together, then she's right there. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not the best, but. You know, she, she's worried about him because she's calling his phone. He won't answer. So he's like, I got to go. Which was it like dressed? It was it taking the form of him yes. to go in there, which was, I guess, makes sense because you people know that Greg lives there. And it's like, oh, I forgot my key. So I broke my own window. With a brick. Climb through. Yes. Uh, sure. And then takes the form of his mom. And, and Greg's topless mom pounces on him when he opens the door. Sounds like a line from a very inappropriate fanfic blog. Yes. Um. Agreed. <laughs> it's kind uh, of gross. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Like, it's gross. Mm-hmm. But Jay was also dumb enough to go in right after him. And knowing she's the next target, it's like, yeah, Greg's dead and back on the road. Yeah. Let's go. Uh <laughs> Which then she goes to the the beach again, takes that cast out for a swim, because that's a great idea for that her. That cast uh, got wet so many times. <laughs> I don't understand how. I was like, you're not supposed to do that. No. Now, there's a question. They, le- they leave it up to you to kind of decide. Did she uh, decide to hook up with one of those guys that were on I the I wondered boat out there about or that. Not? I did wonder about that. And, and I mean, Paul Fire. offers to have sex with her and she's like no she's like not gonna take him up on it so it does that yeah she, i mean she could have slept with all three of the guys on the boat for all we know mm-hmm. which is what honestly what jeff said to do Just get right. out there and yeah go crazy <laughs> get it off your back yeah. uh and then they go back to the house after that, and she's kind of passed out in there. What happened to their pool? I had, that okay, was, what happened to the pool? I was so not sure about that. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, that is a note <laughs> on my list. What happened to the pool? I have no idea. 
Not a clue. No, I um, <laughs> no clue. But Paul decides that they can go and try to kill it at the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, why did they assume that would work? Like, bullets aren't going to stop it, so is electrocution going to stop it? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the planning behind that was. But And yeah, when the thing arrives, is yeah, it's not stupid. I kind of like how it doesn't get in the pool. It, like, stops and... Which is all through Jay's commentary, because you don't see right. it. It's just her talking about it. But, you know, it's it just shows up and it's assessing what they're doing and what their plan was. And then it starts picking up electronics and just chucking them into the water at her. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is not good. It's like it walked in and was like, thanks, guys. You just made this easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not really sure. At first, I thought they wanted to electrocute it. And then it was like, hmm. Maybe not electrocute it. Drown it. I I wasn't really sure what the they were going to do. But what mm-hmm. I did realize, and I said this to Paik earlier, before we started recording, I realize now that we're releasing three episodes in a row where something goes crazy in a pool at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just here to tell you that that was not planned. Mm-hmm. That's just what we do now. Yeah, from now on, every movie we cover has to have a swimming pool scene yep. at the end, or it doesn't count. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, and so I like the thinking of Kelly throwing the like towel or blanket or whatever over over, yeah. over its head to where Paul can then like shoot it in the head and it falls into the water. But then Jay can't quite escape because it grabs her and is holding under her under, and he gets a lucky shot back off and nails it in the head again. She gets out of the pool, and then I was like, did that stop it? Probably not, because that's a lot of blood that only Jay can see, but I don't think that's going to no, be enough. I don't uh, either. <laughs> I don't understand that. To me, that was the weakest part of the movie. Like, that... Pro- the process of thinking that that was going to kill it. Like, I don't mm, understand. Which I don't think it did. No. Because the very end of the movie, there's somebody walking on the sidewalk. Which, again, I was like, it could be just some random stranger mm-hmm. just walking, but but it's a very bleak ending. Like, they they just kind of left it, yeah, you know, up in the air, like, yeah, maybe they're free, but yeah, probably definitely not. Um, no. <laughs> this is just who they are now. But it um, also leaves other things up to what you think might have happened, because Paul goes on right. a little ride by two prostitutes. And we yeah. don't know. Did, you know yeah. Yeah. Because they do end up hooking up, which is weird. You know, yeah. They get at, back from the pool. And after this whole ordeal, you know, the horrific experience that I've just been going through, let me pass it on to you, Paul. Who I didn't want to earlier, but now I will. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, their encounter was much more intimate than the one she had with Greg because she was kissing him. Yeah. And that was not happening in the other one. Mm-hmm. And at least I guess they're, they're like together. Yeah. Together at the end of the movie. To where it's kinda like, well, we're gonna face this together and we're gonna be a team for whatever happens. And then that's where I wonder about the ending, what kind of like a bleak little to no hope ending. Uh I was like, so I guess Paul goes to this like sex worker to put this level of separation between the thing and him for a little bit, but uh, you know, 
maybe go to one who's super far away. So you have a little time to work and pass it on to another level of some other random guy. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like, but then does that help too much? Cause we see somebody following them at the end. That could possibly be the yeah. thing again. I don't think it is. And so I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, so maybe you just go and pay for sex on the reg. And just to stay ahead of it. But then that's kind of fucked up because you're just signing the death warrants of all these random people to attempt to keep you and your girlfriend alive. So it's kind of a fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because one of the movie executives wanted to do a sequel that that revolved around having Jay going to trace where this all started. And I think that could have mm-hmm. been interesting, but it would have definitely had a different feel than this movie. Yeah. So I don't know how sure. successful it would have been. They did talk about doing a sequel, but nothing's happened with it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's one of those things where a concept could be cool or could be interesting, but also if they just leave it where it is, that's probably mm-hmm. for the best. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Don't do a sequel for sequel's sake. Make sure you have a good right. script. You definitely don't need to do something just because you think it needs to have a sequel. Mm. Well, um, that about wraps up kind of my art and notes about Jay. Do you have anything else on her? I really liked her character. But you can see the difference in her going from like this calm person was just kind of a sweet, you know, go with the flow girl to being a wreck. Mm-hmm. Like she has to spin back and forth so fast because she's calm and she's happy. She gets a little happiness on the couch with Paul just before shit goes down with the creepy lady in the kitchen. So, I mean, you get to see her like have just a little bit of happiness and then boom, it's gone. Because this is just the world she's living in now, thanks to that dastardly Jeff. Which I do have to wonder, like, question her motives a little bit. Is, did she really have kind of a moment with Paul? Or was it more of, you know, on that couch? Because she was kind of flirting with him, you know, poking at his leg with her. Yeah. And stuff. But was it also because she knew he was into her and... She was considering passing it along to him just to get it off her back for a little know. bit. And wasn't, I don't think, it wasn't really personal. Like I don't, I don't think know. that she was that devious. I mean, because he kind of, when we first really get to know him, he's like, it was him peeping on her, like climbed up onto the roof. I mean, he was kind of a creep. Like you can see, I'll stay the night to make sure you're safe. Yeah. I think she could read through that being like, no, you're just trying to take advantage of my situation to get close to me, you little pervert. Well, that's like, what her sister thought. Her sister's like, no. Yeah. No. And he's been a fan. <laughs> I mean, they've been friends for a really long time. So yeah. I like to think, no. That she wasn't going to take advantage of him. But I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things about this movie that are purposely just left unanswered or uh, uh you know open yeah which yeah so i guess uh, the only other note that i had about her that i missed was just when after that scene that we were just talking about so it's kind of perfect timing uh where you know paul goes upstairs and then she sees the the thing walking <laughs> in her kitchen peeing all over the floor like a little puppy uh it's like 
why was her first initial thought to run upstairs? Because that is the classic horror movie, don't. Like, yeah, but, but that's exa- <laughs> she did have a way out, but still, it's like, you don't go upstairs. But that's, that's exactly why she went upstairs, because that's what you don't do. Right. <laughs> it's what you don't do, so she ends up doing it anyway. But at least she wasn't wearing mm. heels. Right. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's her. So um, the next to move on to, as we talked about him right here at this part, I think is Paul. I know, and you don't seem to uh, like him. You seem to think he's a perv. <laughs> he, see, he gave me a lot of those uh, hints at first, definitely. Mm. Um, I grew to like him more. I think like she did. I think once he... I, I think things became more serious uh, by the end when they're holding hands walking down the sidewalk it's real yeah. and i think that they're fine but i mean also he we clearly see his jealousy as he's watching greg with her mm-hmm. and he's almost like clenching his fist and like for your you know he, like his brow is furrowed like he's like a crushing hard like he's been fantasizing about her since they were little kids oh definitely like, well remember they each they were <laughs> each other's first kiss yeah and yes. then he kissed her sister <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean the actor I like, uh Paul played by Keir oh, Gilchrist. He's so S- good. In Atypical. Star of the Netflix, yeah, Netflix series Atypical. And he's also the vocalist for Grindcore and Death Metal bands Whelm and Phalanx. So <laughs> if you listen to our Run for Your Lives playlist, <laughs> you'll hear a special song by them. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's so crazy when I found that out and, like, was listening to their music. And I'm like, this dude? This, like, yeah, pasty, baby-faced, nerdy-looking white kid is this, like, grindcore death metal vocalist who's just killing it. And I was like, I love it. I, I love it. have to. <laughs> he seems like such a cool dude for many interviews and concert footage and things that I've seen on him. I'm like. I just want to be friends with this guy. <laughs> I am going to have to take your word for it because you know that death metal is not my scene, but I know that <laughs> in a former life, you were fronting your very own band. Yeah. Like we would have been playing shows in like warehouse, warehouses and basements and stuff together back in the day if we were like, you know, in the same local scene. <laughs> It was the same kind of bands and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. You're like, man, he's doing it. Uh- yeah. Um, I feel like we've covered just about everything on everyone. What other notes do you have? All right. Well, on Paul, let's see. Um, let's see, I talked about those things. Uh, that yeah, we have covered a lot. Oh, uh, just him shooting Yara in the leg while firing aimlessly. You knew that was going to happen. You knew. It uh, was yeah, it's like happen. that's pretty clear. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have on him that we haven't already. Because again, Jay kind of interacts with everybody, yeah. so I've thrown in a lot of those notes. Um, so on him, that's it. But like for Jeff slash Hugh, uh, again, just him revealing. We've spelled it out already, but you know, so there's this thing takes different forms and title of the movie. It follows whoever yes. the last person infected was. The way of infecting someone with uh, with being targeted, of course, is to have sex with them. So the moral of the story, children, is don't have sex, kids, or you'll die. Oh, um, my goodness. <laughs> if it kills its current target, then it goes back to the previous target and down the line, as he said, 
Uh, so he wants Jay or to just sleep with someone else as soon as possible and probably tell them the same thing and hope that they can just keep it getting passed along to keep the line further so they have longer to not have to worry about it. Although then that kind of sucks because you're like, okay, years go by and you haven't seen the thing. You've got to be so on edge for it. It's going to show back up inevitably at some point. Like, Yeah. <laughs> what kind of life is that? Right. Um, so you talked about, yeah, his planning and the things that he did, the dilapidated house, which he clearly wasn't there. I guess they were just going there for answers because were they looking for him at that house? Because they, I mean, the police even stated they're like, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which was he sleeping in the attic of that I place? So. Which I was like, that's not a very smart location to pick for your like central location. Maybe that was the designated playpen magazine mattress. Ugh, why did oh. I have to do that to myself? Um, uh, which again, playpen. So that, that was a funny little play on thing, which Paul was enjoying checking out those magazines for the articles, obviously. Uh, <laughs> he was not sitting on that mattress. Gross. Long enough <laughs> to be reading articles, Peg. So don't be, don't be trying to say that because no. <laughs> no definitely not and then yeah when they meet up with him again he's very skittish jumpy gives the group pretty much the same information he already gave jay uh for the most part would probably ruins her chances of passing along to any of those people i thought but no two of them she yeah. still does because i said unless paul or greg are the right mix of horny and skeptical enough to not care and it's kind of a mix uh, of, yeah. for both of them um <laughs> greg for sure yeah he didn't believe it because he wasn't there for the hair thing and the mm -hmm. chair breaking and for Paul being thrown across the sand and having right. the, like, marks on his body from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Paul was a little more definitely on board yeah. what was going on. Like, no, this is real. Yeah. Uh, Yara, I have one note about hers, what this weird little shell ebook reader I loved it, though. It was cool. I don't know. It, it's kind of cool, but also that is way too small for it to be practical for me. I think <laughs> you I like, I don't want to be staring at this little thing scrolling on it to read no. a book. Give me a big old Kindle. Of course, I don't even do Kindle. I prefer you like the pages. physical copies of books. You like I the do. pages. But <laughs> I do. <laughs> you do. And that just gave me a great idea for our next movie. <laughs> and then Greg, I had uh, some notes on. Let's see what I haven't already I said. I felt like he was nice and he wanted to help. Yeah, this is when he shows up, decides to help. I was like, I guess he knows them, maybe a friend from when they were younger. And we do find out that, yeah, uh, him and Jay definitely had a relationship in high school. But then he ended up being kind of douchey and hurting her and pushing her away and going off and doing his own thing. So they're not close now. But And they did have like, that wonderful you know, time that they looked at the magazines on the front lawn together yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a funny story uh yeah um yeah greg decides to to help uh and then yeah that's what i noticed when he's giving that like you know shoulder rubbing with jay it was a little intimate and i was like i've seen you with like three other girls already and it's like 30 minutes in the yeah movie. come on guy he's uh, with a different girl every minute <laughs> right um let's see yeah i said he's quite the promiscuous individual so maybe he will pass it along pretty quickly, and I think that's why he. It took him a few days. Yeah, before he saw anything. I think he did. Just kind of, it kind of speaks to his character a little bit. He's like hooks up with her in the hospital, and then is like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna go 
hook up with some other chick now. Bye. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't a relationship. I mean, anyone could watch. I told you, you watch that scene and you know, she's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he doesn't like, he was like something weird's going on, but not what she thinks. And so he doesn't really believe anything's happening until it's too late. Yeah. Mommy dearest. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> And then, yeah, the only other notes that I have would be the entity, the thing, it, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I think we've talked about a lot of those. Talked about, yeah, the creepy old lady, the uh, haggard-looking piss girl. Uh- <laughs> well, you know, I actually wrote down a list nice. of every of the different entities. I don't think I missed any of them. We have the old woman in the yeah. nightgown at the school. We have the topless peeking woman in the kitchen. The tall man. That thing cre- creeped me out the most. Yara. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boy. One of the ones that stalks her. Then who I think is Annie. Where, you know, wearing the white dress. We get Greg. Greg's mother. Then Greg coming out again, trying to get to her car. We get a man on top of the house. I hate when there's menacing naked men on top of my roof. I know. It's so weird every time I know. Scary, right? It's just (sighs) annoying. Um, And the last one, of course, is at the pool when it's her father. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a list. That's the list, and that's the notes. All right. That's all I got. I feel like we covered it pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. I knew it was going to be a fun discussion. For some reason, I forgot that you hadn't seen it. So now it just, I'm, it's been even more fun to go through it knowing that you did, hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, then if we have finished kind of breaking down the movie, then it's time to get into our behind the scenes notes that are titled production oh, notes. <laughs> Since we did our production stuff titled behind the scenes. <laughs> You're not going to let it go, are you? No, not now. No. Oh, man. Because <laughs> that's all I can think of anytime we switch to one or the other. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you just wait and see what's there next week. I may come up <laughs> with something ridiculous to put there. And then you can read that instead. All right. <laughs> okay. So this is what I have. My little trivia for this movie. So the director... David Robert Mitchell, started writing this screenplay in 2011 while he was working on something else that was intended to be his next film, second film. He's only done like four movies, so it's not like he's done a ton. But since he he was working on that concept, it was kind of going nowhere. He decided to focus on It Follows. And as I said earlier, he didn't really discuss the film subject because... He said, and I quote, when you say it out loud, it sounds like the worst thing ever. (laughs) It does, but yeah. So in the background of certain scenes involving crowds, there are people seemingly walking slowly in view toward Jay and her friends. This is kind of to give us, the viewers, a sense of anxiety. Oh, yeah, that's actually, I don't know how I missed that note when we were going over stuff. I was just kind of skimming, I guess, to make sure I got everything. Is, yeah, when they're at the school getting the information on Jeff, uh, 
you know, the circle, like the camera's doing this like circular yeah. circling thing. And there's this one like student, like girl who's walking across the schoolyard towards the window. Yes. And then later when they're getting in the car, leaving the school, she's walking towards yeah. the car. So yeah, I did notice that. I picked you up spend on so one. much time looking to see if someone is coming to get her. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So as I mentioned earlier, according to the production company, the film's complete budget, $1.3 million, um, it was shot entirely in the state of Michigan due to tax advantages. Um, sh- it was shot mainly with a wide-angle lens or lenses to give the film a more expansive, intimidating feel. I'd say that was successful. Oh, there's this movie knew how to ramp up mm-hmm. tension, for sure. A lot of those slow pans, slow reveals, just kind of... Using the music while like focusing in on a certain character or a spot for reveals. Yeah, yeah it was really. He cool. needs to do more. I know you're not listening, David Robert Mitchell, but you need to do more. Please do more. I mean, you're not listening. Clearly, he's probably one of our biggest fans be. ever, and listens to every. He could episode. be. He could be. He could be <laughs> saying, "Stop, Peg! Don't drive Daphne nuts talking about her behind the scenes and production notes." <laughs> Um, the theme cinematography and score are heavily inspired by John Carpenter films. Not a surprise. J is, of course, short for Jamie, and that is a tribute to Jamie Lee Curtis, who is the Scream Queen. Nice. So, Disasterpiece recorded the score for this film because Mitchell was a huge fan of the video game Fez that came out in 2012. And Disaster Piece did the music for it. The whole score was completed in less than three weeks. And Disaster Piece also composed the soundtrack for Mitchell's next film that he did called Under the Silver Lake, which I've never seen. I have not either. I don't think I've no, even heard of it. I hadn't until I was getting some notes. Disaster Piece, by the way, is one person. It's... Just his moniker, I guess. Um, the film was supposedly supposed to be more violent in the initial scripts, but they toned it down to get an R rating. I know there was a lot of nudity, so it was definitely getting an R rating. Um, there's a correlation between Jay being infected with a disease slash haunting and being the only one to see it and a late stage of syphilis, STD, called general paresis, where dementia is introduced and hallucinations and manic delusions occur. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> colloquially known as syphilitic insanity. Oh. Wasn't that like the, um, oh God, what was it? Uh, I usually could, whatever, famed gangster or whatever i can't i usually would pull that trivia out of my mind but i can't think of it for whatever but that's how he died uh <laughs> in prison was syphilitic insanity gangster just... that died of syph- al capone there it is all right yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> it follows shares a few similarities with Stephen King's It. Both movies deal with a shape-shifting demonic entity that relentlessly terrorizes a group of youths. 
There are uncomfortable sexual undertones and implications. The childlike qualities reflected from the main characters, sense of dread and uncertainty due to the dark force and the groups fighting back against it. And, of course, both films have the word it in the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier that the director had said that neither a condom nor same-gender sex would stop the monster, and it would still be passed along. And the director said in an interview that the monster could potentially board a plane in order to follow the cursed person. A stowaway. What do you think about that? <laughs> been interesting (laughs) it makes me think of final destination well i mean i guess yeah i mean it's not like they have to show id no nobody can see see it it just kind of just walks right on in hangs out i don't know planes can be kind of crowded It'd be hard for it to stay undetected without something somebody bumping it i know (laughs) i'm not sure how that would work (laughs) so during the showdown at the abandoned pool jay and her friends were facing off against the entity Kelly kept asking Jay, what form did it take since Jay is the only one to see the creature? And Jay refused to tell her, as I mentioned, because the entity was in the form of her father. Jay didn't really want to upset Kelly by telling her that. That would have distracted her from the situation and they needed their wits about them to deal with it. I still, I don't understand how they thought they were going to kill it in the pool, but Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) We'll just let go of it. So, as I mentioned, they were talking about a sequel. And um, Tom Quinn, who is co-president of Radius TWC, would really like to do one that's focused on finding the origin of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And Micah Monroe would be on board to be in a sequel, she's already said. She liked being a part of the movie. Interesting. And that peg is all I have. Nice. Well, that was fun. I am, like I said, I'm glad when the podcast forces me to watch something that's been on my list forever and I, I finally get around I to it. I know. I feel like... It's always a lot of fun. I feel like I need to ask you, <laughs> what else is on your list that fits? <laughs> and then I'll just... It's probably quite Start picking yeah. away at it. And do some more. Mm-hmm. Although you've introduced me to a bunch of movies too that I wanted to see and didn't get to. And I've also rewatched some that I hadn't seen in a long time. So it's cool. It's one of the really fun things about doing this podcast is new movies or movies we haven't revisited in a long time. Just going back to and seeing things like yeah, that. Yeah, I love it. Always fun. Ooh. Man, we got some. Feedback phone ringing. Yes. Let me go answer that. Yes. Gotta get on. See what we got people saying. (laughs) All right, we got a couple of things of feedback this week, and it all comes from our good friend Tony Douglas on Twitter. Double dose of Tony this week. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, Tony, so much for sending in your feedback. We always appreciate when you get to catch up with us. I know you've been super busy, so. I appreciate that you are starting to get caught up. Yeah. So I'll let you take the first one, which goes back a week to a previous movie. (laughs) Yes. So Tony's first message is about Let Me In. She said, hey, y'all, just listened. And like I said last week, 
I enjoyed both versions, but this American version I enjoyed more. I felt sympathetic to Abby's caretaker. Richard Jenkins is incredible. Couldn't agree more. I had no idea they were planning a series, so excited to see where they go with that. Hakan, he is so unhappy, and you see that his life will be Owen's future, which we talked about Mm -hmm. on the episode. Abby is 100% using Owen to become her familiar. When she talks in that lower voice, she is showing her true self. There isn't love. It's all about control. Owen's future is very bleak. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Because yeah. we've talked about talk- this. <laughs> One last thing. The acid was used because he didn't want to be identified if captured because he could have been seen with Abby. And she goes to the hospital to kill him. Mm-hmm. Which she does yep. after a light snack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Love hearing from Tony. So, of course, we'll hear from her again. Uh, she does have some feedback for this week as well with It Follows. She says, good movie. I had a problem with the pool scene. It was just dumb. Didn't they learn that you can't shoot the demon when they were at the lake? And do you think that they're being followed in that very last scene? I think they were. And why would you knowingly have sex with someone who had this curse? Also, do you think that same boy had sex with the hooker? Happy to hear what you have to say about this one. Like I said, good movie. Just had a problem with the ending. Yeah. Uh, yes, we we kind of talked about that. We did a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, the, the the pool scene and and yeah, I don't th- know if we really broke down too much about like knowingly. I, I guess it's just kind of if you care about somebody that much, uh, you know, have at it. <laughs> but yeah, no. And then yeah, with the ending, as you heard, we talked about a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty sure. They're just delaying the inevitable. I don't think they're clearly getting out of anything. It's also a kind of a bleak ending. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> we promise we have some coming up that the endings aren't quite so bleak. Mm-hmm. But also we have some coming up that are also very bleak. So we, yes, we do. We, 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 we do a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. We try to stretch it out, but it mm-hmm. doesn't always work. Lately, we've just been kind of thinking about, oh, let's do this one. It's been a much more laid back approach, but I think it's going really well this way. So we'll probably continue it. Uh Now, how how many times we've used the word bleak talking about the recent movies and movies coming up might mean it might be due to start planning uh, another animated film in the near future as well. But... Um, yes. <laughs> Do you have one to pull out of your back pocket? I've got an idea, one I haven't seen in such a long time that I don't even remember if it's good, but you know what? It might be fun. So, <laughs> All right. If you would like to submit feedback like Tony did, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash runforyourlivespodcast. You can email us at runforyourlivespodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at podcast. DM us on Instagram at Run for Your Lives Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, tell your friends. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much all the other podcast players. So if you go to runforyourlivespodcast.com, we have all the links you'll ever need. We'd also love it if you would give us a review on Apple Podcasts, as that's the best way to share the love. And get us out there even more. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We really do. Every time. Uh, any feedback, any sharing the love, we, we we love it. Which, again, speaking of sharing the love, I'll give a couple shout outs to things going on in the podcast universe around us. Of course, my other podcast, Strange Indeed. Me and Rima have been going through season four of Stranger Things. And we're 
getting closer. Uh, there's still a little bit of a, a lag where we're at from where, where the show is. Uh, we re- just released episode six this week, which was a lot of fun to talk about. So now I have seen seven. So even though we haven't we'll, we're re- we won't be recording our episode on episode seven until next week. I'm caught up for now, but so I feel like I finally did it. But then I'm like, oh, no, when you're listening, when you're listening to this right now, season four, or the, the part two, volume two of season four is out and I haven't seen it yet. And it's going to drive me crazy until I can finally watch episode eight on Tuesday night. But uh, <laughs> and I'm going to have to try my best to avoid spoilers for these final two episodes for the next two weeks. You are because they're everywhere. Oh, it's going to get crazy. Even chat threads that mm-hmm. are not talking about the show. Uh huh. End up spoiling something from it. Yep. So you gotta be. I'm careful. so scared to look at anything. There are evil, evil spoiler people hiding in the shadows everywhere. You gotta be careful. <laughs> They'll get you. Do. Uh, they definitely will. Man. Also on House Podcastica and Star Wars TV, or the, yeah, I think Star Wars TV cast. Um. They finished up Obi-Wan Kenobi. I remember last week I said something about maybe them taking a week off for vacation. Nope, they went ahead and on vacation recorded the episode anyway and got it out. So that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, the finale for Obi-Wan is out. And they talked about that. And they had all four of them on there. Rich, Eric, Jason, and Jonathan. So that was really cool. Just had everybody on there to break down that finale and talk about everything Obi-Wan. It was a lot of fun. I absolutely loved that series. Um, I kind of hope that's all that there is. I know there's a lot of people trying to talk about like a season two. I'm good with leave it alone. Leave it, leave it there. It's nice extra piece of the story that, that fills in a gap, but we don't need to stretch it. Um, but yeah, I had a blast with that. Uh, let's see panels to pixels covering the boys kind of caught up on that. Their episodes four, five and six are all out now for the boys. Uh, season three, which, Oh my God, I'm <laughs> loving that. That's also, when I'm done recording this, so as you're listening, I've already listened. Yeah, because that's when it drops and I'm doing boys tonight. Gotta gotta catch up on that. This season has been insane and I haven't after after the, the, the last episode, I I don't know where they're gonna go with some of these things. And I'm scared and worried and excited and for so many characters <laughs> and so many stories. I'm excited for that. So if you're a fan of the boys, definitely check out Steve and Mark covering that over on Panels to Pixels, doing an incredible job with that, and then also TV Podcast Industries is covering it as well. Check out their coverage. If you want more boys goodness, you can never have too much. The boys, so much, so much goodness going on. <laughs> and also both of those podcasts are also covering Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, which I'm also really, really enjoying. Um, Yeah, this week's episode was a lot of fun getting all these like little extra fun characters and stories and, and things are really uh, ramping up for that. So yeah, Miss Marvel has been great. Again, Panels to Pixels and TV Podcast Industries both covering that as well. Uh, the Walking Dead cast this week just dropped a new episode where Jason and Lucy kind of went back and redid some fun top five zombie related and extra you know questions. Jason and Karen did it a long time ago in earlier seasons of the show. And so this week is kind of a fun little thing for Lucy to answer some of those questions. And then Jason, if he's changed some of his answers and go back and kind of relook at some of those things. So that is a fun listen to go to for sure. Check that out. And then finally, Wilhelm. Wilhelm will be dropping a uh, special uh, episode. (laughs) 
coming up soon for the 4th of July. If you remember, uh, Ben coming on and, and talking a certain movie, uh, we might just kind of have that, that same episode dropped over to a different feed <laughs> and we may have some more, yes. you know, some more, uh, new listeners hearing, uh, run for your lives over on the Wilhelm feed. So if you end up coming over here and listening to this episode to check out our most recent episodes after you've heard that and you're listening, welcome Wilhelm listeners. Yes. Thank you. I <laughs> love that you're here. Um, and of course then or early next week, he'll be dropping another one of his spotlight series interview episodes where Ben talked with the incredible William Sadler. Yes. So that I'm sure I have not listened to yet because it's not out yet, but yes. <laughs> it will it's be coming. a great conversation. I'm sure I know he was talking about it, posted about it online today. I saw that he had a really long conversation on recording and off recording with, with Mr. Sadler. So that's really cool. It seemed like they hit it off really well and had a great conversation. So definitely tune into that. I think it's gonna be great. But then finally, of course, we'd like to tease what's going on next week right here on Run For Your Lives. Well, pregnant artist Melanie spends her days painting about people's disconnection with each other. That is, until her world is turned upside down when a mysterious phenomenon causes a post-apocalyptic event where anyone who sees it commits suicide. Will her decision to bring home new pets while on a supply run be the secret to their survival? Next week, we are discussing the 2018 Netflix film Bird Box, starring Sandra Bullock and directed by Suzanne Beyer. Yeah. Bird Box. Finally time. That was a big viral sensation a couple years ago, a few years ago when that came <laughs> it out. Was. So it's been a it while. Uh, it felt like we should definitely cover this. It's very uh you know relevant with some things we'll talk about you'll see and then of course just it's it's a great movie that i think finally just needed its due to be talked about on here as we're finding fun movies to cover it was like why haven't we done bird box yet so we did yes <laughs> yeah that was one you suggested i said uh-huh. hey what do you want to do next week bird box <laughs> it's great yeah so definitely tune hey. in for that and give us some feedback now that you know it's yes. coming if you've listened this far let us know what you thought Go watch yes, it. Yes, we'd love Hit to know. <laughs> it's still on Netflix. Forever and ever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we have reached the end of another creepy, fun episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Paik. And if you have to run, you better run for your lives. Bye bye